A school is allowing a student to identify and behave as a cat in class. A chocolate shop teaches the employees kung fu to combat violence. And a school district reinstates spanking the students. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a sweaty closet. For your enjoyment. A school allows a student to behave and identify as a cat at school. Guys, what's going on? I'm, I'm a little concerned. We're looking at a water shortage here, guys. Inflation is running rampant. I'm also concerned with flyby meteors that might decide to land on our crust and what that's going to do to us. Our future is in jeopardy, guys. And our future leaders are acting as felines in class. I'm just, this is a little concerning for me. Let's learn some more about the student that acts like a cat and why everybody's okay with it. Perhaps I too can be convinced to be okay with it. I want to keep an open mind about everything. The article says many children learn in different ways. That's obvious. Some are very visual learners, while others absorb information better if they read it. But everyone learns best, we all agree, in an environment where they are comfortable and at ease. And for one teenager in Australia, that means acting like a cat at school. According to the media, the girl identifies as a cat. And the private school she attends allows her to be nonverbal and act feline. She's nonverbal. She's not speaking at school. They're allowing that? Okay. I, I'd imagine not a lot of work is getting done with this nonverbal student acting like a cat. But let's read on. It says here the private school allows her to identify as a feline as long as it doesn't become a distraction to the other students. Oh, no. How could it possibly be a distraction to the other students? It's very normal for students to just act like pets in class. It's <laughs> not a distraction at all. <laughs> a girl in class dressed as a cat and not speaking. That, how could that be a distraction? A girl behind me in class purring while she takes the quiz. Purring. Nah, that could not be a distraction at all. At all. What are you paying to send your kids here? The school did not confirm very many specifics about the situation. They did explain in a statement that some of their students display, quote, a range of issues from mental health, anxiety, or identity issues, saying that their approach is always unique to the student and will take into account professional advice and the well-being of the student. I don't know what kind of professionals you're uh, speaking to, uh, but... I don't know. I find it hard to believe that everybody's like, hey, it's a great idea for the students to just behave like felines all day long. That's good for them. The well-being of the student. I think the well-being of the student is to let them know that this is inappropriate. Uh, we have something called a culture. It has social, no social norms. They're kind of like glue. They keep the culture from unraveling. Uh, there's many ways in which the culture puts a little pressure on, on you to act a certain way. Here's something you might not know about me. I hate wearing my seatbelt, but there's all sorts of social pressure, even laws for me to wear my seatbelt, but I don't like it. Uh, in Los Angeles, I'm never really driving that fast. I'm always stuck standing still in traffic. I feel like I don't need my seatbelt in those instances, and so I whip it off. That's right. And it makes a beeping noise, but then I offset the beeping noise by turning the music up super loud so I don't hear it. Yeah, because I'm a total maniac, but I don't want to wear my seatbelt. I don't like it. It feels very constricting around my neck. 
Now, that's just something I do that the culture doesn't really approve of, but it doesn't really affect anybody, just me. You know, in fact, you would not have even known about it if I didn't mention it to you. Um, but if I was walking around pretending to be a turtle, uh, this would affect the culture and social situations around me. Uh, it would make people very uncomfortable and confused. And it might lead to who knows, I don't know, violence, maybe. It's possible. Uh, <laughs> people are attacking others just for being a different ethnicity. What do you think they're going to do to someone pretending to be a turtle? <laughs> okay. In other words, it's kind of problematic and maybe a little pressure on students to not do stuff like this because when they become adults, they might continue to do this thinking that it's okay. Well, everyone up till now has just tolerated it. Everyone's been so comfortable in my presence when I'm behaving like a feline. No, 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 not really. Two people have told you that everyone's comfortable with it. 99% of the people are not comfortable with it. They just won't tell you that. So you need other pressures to let you know. Like professionals. A professional should tell you that this isn't uh, what's called problem-solving behavior for adulthood. Okay, the school reportedly described the girl as phenomenally bright. Oh, she's very smart. And she's, uh, she's very close to her family and friends. No one seems to have a protocol, though, for students identifying as animals. But the approach has been that if it doesn't disrupt the school, everyone is being supportive. It doesn't disrupt the school. How is it not disrupting the school? You, you think that, <laughs> all right, maybe it's not disrupting the school. If someone came to my class dressed like a dog, man, didn't speak it would disrupt my school it would disrupt everything so i don't know where you're getting that data these people are so nice they just don't want to say how screwed up it is <laughs> says here there might be need to be protocols put in place though as more and more students are identifying as animals more and more identifying as animals oh my goodness well hell if you're gonna let everyone identify as animals shit i'll identify as an animal at school and i won't do any work I would just use it as a way to not speak, not answer questions, not do shit. Be like, I have pause. I can't hold a pen. Sorry. I can't take this test. <laughs> I, look, at, I need a pee break, right? I got to pee right now. I'm going outside. And as I am a dog, who knows if I'm coming back? I may or may, may not. I may not come back. <laughs> I may just go hump another dog out in the yard. I may do that. Don't be alarmed. <laughs> Oh, I'm humping another dog in the yard. Is everyone disturbed or not? You shouldn't be disturbed. I'm acting like a dog and identifying as, as a dog. You should not be disturbed. <laughs> and I'm taking this to an insane place. I'm probably losing so many listeners right here. Okay, elsewhere in Australia, four girls have started walking on all fours and cutting holes in their clothes to make room for their tails. Oh, boy. While the schools were... Where it's allegedly happening denies the claims. One parent said a girl screamed at a peer for sitting on her tail. This is all happening in Australia, by the way, not the United States. I know you're very surprised. Uh, anyways, good luck being a parent, guys. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Why do I listen to Weird AF News? Because Weird AF News has got that edge, bro. A chocolate shop teaches the employees kung fu in order to combat crime. A chocolate shop in San Francisco's Chinatown district is giving their employees lessons in 
Kung Fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. I love that song. They're giving them Kung Fu lessons to help empower them against the theft and the crime that's running rampant in this neighborhood. Yeah, San Francisco's a mess, man. I was just up there. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And there's violence, too. And some of this violence is aimed at certain ethnicities, specifically Asians. So this, uh, this Chinatown chocolate shop has probably had a history of incidents. And it's necessary to teach your employees how to defend themselves. Uh, Mindy Fong is the owner of Jade Chocolate's Tea House. Oh, that sounds lovely. A chocolate tea house. Huh. I would love to just retire in a chocolate tea house if I could. Mindy, the owner, told the San Francisco media that she decided to hold some kung fu classes for her employees beginning in March after the area experienced a string of thefts. Mindy says, Every day there's something new. I've seen people being chased in the street because they've stolen something from the jewelry shop right next door, or they stole something from the camera shops. And, you know, there's hate crimes. Yes, Mindy is right. Hate crimes against people of Asian descent spiked 567% in San Francisco in 2021, with over 60 attacks, um, according to the police statistics. As a result of all this... Crime is still a major concern in Chinatown for residents and business owners. Jade Chocolate's executive chef, Scott, told the media that for the last six years, he's been practicing a style of Chinese kung fu called Wing Chun, which focuses on self-defense. He offered the employees the chance to train at San Francisco's Wing Chun in Chinatown. Here's a quote from Scott. I'm going to do everything I can to make our employees feel safer and more empowered so they can live their lives without being afraid. Tired of seeing them afraid. It's a damn shame. People have to be afraid all the time. The owner, Mindy, said that she hopes the employees won't ever find themselves in that position where they have to use this self-defense that they're learning. Um, She says, but if the day comes, I'm very happy to know that my employees will be prepared. Well, look at that. I mean, on the one hand, it's a very inspiring story about an owner and a chef that give a damn. Uh, it's also it's quite sad that you have to work a you know sort of a low-end job and still worry about losing your life. It's crazy. Fast food employees being shot because there's no cheese on the bun. <laughs> like, this is happening. Hey, yeah, I'd imagine they're not getting paid that much to work at a chocolate shop. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now you got to worry about someone running in with a baseball bat lopping off your skull to steal some dark chocolate or whatever they're into. Man, people just attack you for no reason in San Francisco. And if you're of a certain ethnicity, you know, it's quite dangerous sometimes. So like on the one hand, pretty happy that owners give a damn. On the other hand, it's pretty sad. (laughs) You got to teach people self-defense. They were doing that with all the airline employees. Remember, I covered that one. Teaching them self-defense because the passengers were very unruly. I think you should also learn Kung Fu if you're identifying as a cat out in the world. I think it would do you good to learn some Kung Fu. See how I called it back to a previous segment, guys? That's what you get with a professional comedian who's about to be canceled from the closet. Yay! A Missouri school district reinstates spanking the students. (laughs) Okay. I thought we were done with that. This Missouri school district says, no, we're not done with spanking the kids. 
the school district decided to reinstate corporal punishment in the classrooms. Oh, you can't do this, man. This allows the students to be punished with a paddle under a new policy. They get to be paddled like it's 1941. <laughs> like it's Catholic school vibes all over again where the nun whacked you in the back of the hands with a ruler. And according to my mother, that's what happened. Well, this school board in Missouri approved the policy and they notified the parents that Missouri's Cassville School District is bringing back spanking. This is a disciplinary measure that was abandoned by the school district in 2001. Yeah, along with the rest of the world. Well, I'm sure there's schools in other countries that are incorporating corporal punishment still. But this isn't a thing that's been going on in the U.S. for a while, from my understanding. Uh, Now, what caused them to do this? Are the kids all pretending to be salamanders? What happened? <laughs> the change to reinstate spanking. I love it. So you have two. These are two examples in this one episode of how vastly different we are in our ideologies in America, depending on where you are. These are two ends of the spectrums. You have one school allowing students to be pets. Another school is like turning on corporal punishment. But you can't get any further apart. This is why my country's so damn weird, man. All right, back to the story. The change to reinstate spanking came after a survey sent to parents last year revealed they wanted additional discipline and was one of their major concerns. Uh, maybe you discipline your kid. Isn't that the job of the parent now? It seems to be. There's a reason why we don't have teachers doing it, man. <laughs> have you seen the state of affairs in public education? Have you seen these idiots that are hired as teachers? It starts off spanking with a board, and then the next thing you know, they're electrocuting your student while they're standing in a bucket of water. <laughs> you can't trust these public school administrators and teachers with disciplining your kid, man. Just pray and hope that they don't allow your kid to dress up like a, a ferret at the school. At, I mean, you're lucky if that happens. <laughs> Corporal punishment. Okay, it says here, the complaints that the parents had was that they didn't want their students suspended. They wanted a different option. Oh, oh, the parents don't want the kids around. They don't want them at home because the parents are working from home and it's annoying to have the kid at home. So they're like, just keep them there. Beat the shit out of them. That's what we would prefer. But we don't want to see them. We'll see them at the end of the day when they're all black and blue, as they deserve. It says here, administrators will implement corporal punishment, you know, spanking with a paddle. As a last resort, quote, last resort, if other disciplinary measures do not work, the punishment will only be used, they're saying, in, quote, reasonable form and uh, upon the recommendation of the principal. So you just got to hope that your principal isn't a sociopath. Parents who want their children hit can sign an opt-in form. So you have to opt in. (laughs) Uh, A bunch of kids showing up to class with letters. And everyone can see which parents love them and which parents don't. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Morgan. Your parents opted in? Yeah, I guess they don't like you very much. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be great for the student's psyche. Okay, some more details on how the pain will be inflicted. (laughs) What level of pain will be inflicted? Uh, Here's a quote from the principal. When it becomes necessary to use corporal punishment, it shall be administered so that there can be no chance of bodily injury or harm. I promise you, striking a student on the head or in the face is strictly not permitted. 
The only punishment allowed is swatting the buttocks with a paddle. You heard me. Swatting the buttocks is the only acceptable punishment. Not the face. Nope, nope. The buttocks. Uh, I would like you to know that one or two swings will be inflicted onto younger students, and up to three swings, we decided, is appropriate for the older students. We had one administer yell out, How about a hundred swings and then burn them? Burn them at the stake! And so we had a conversation with that individual, and they've been suspended for a few days. Okay, you have to be strict around here. Now you're probably wondering, what does the U.S. Supreme Court think of corporal punishment in schools? Well, it's constitutional. It's left up to the states to decide whether or not they want to enforce it. Currently, it says here there are 19 states across the U.S. where corporal punishment is still allowed. The majority of the states that permit this are in the South. I had no idea so many states were still doing this. Up top, I expressed how surprised I was. Maybe I shouldn't be that surprised that 19 states across the U.S. are beating kids. But I'll bet you in those states there's no... Feline students that are nonverbal in your classrooms. So that might be a positive for that. <laughs> oh, why do I listen to Weird AF News? Well, because that rascal Jonesy gives me a lady boner. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is your man in the closet. Still putting it out there, guys. Until I get canceled, this is where I'll be. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for their support. The ongoing encouragement that I get, emails, people telling me how my podcast is bringing them something to their day, bringing something valuable to their day, I should say. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. If you'd like to email me the number, uh, the number, the email is funnyjones at gmail.com. You can even call the show 646-450-2012. I'm very touched with all the communication. And I just want to let you know how much I appreciate it. That makes me feel very good, and it kind of keeps me going doing this because it's kind of crazy that I'm doing this. I got two new patrons, and that keeps me going too. That makes me super happy and encouraged that people love the show so much. It's bringing so much value to their daily entertainment or news, that, or even their mental health. Who knows what I'm doing? Um, that they decided to sign up for the Patreon, which is a great way to support the show. We have Margaret Alvarez join the Patreon. Margaret, Welcome. You are now in a very exclusive club, the Patreon. Please enjoy the extra content that's in there, and uh, know how much I appreciate you. Uh, I also I also appreciate Dallas Grant. Dallas is a longtime fan of the show, and Dallas has joined the Patreon as well. So, uh, hip hip hooray for Dallas Grant and Margaret Alvarez, right? Hip hip hooray. I don't know where that came from. That hip hip hooray. It's a weird thing to do for people, though. Uh, so anyways, if you guys would like to join the Patreon, support it like Dallas and Margaret, these two amazing individuals, big-time fans and supporters of the show, go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Super easy. Download the Patreon app or go to weirdafnews.com and click on it. Okay, today's Thursday. That means tomorrow is Friday. Florida Friday articles, guys. If you have them, email them to me. Uh, super helpful. I've already started to, to get a few because it's towards the end of the week and people start sending me Florida stories. If this is your first time listening on Friday, I only do weird news from Florida, guys. So I'll see you tomorrow for Florida Fridays, everybody. Be safe. Hug yourself. <laughs>